It was perhaps inevitable that the man-made world would one day require a unique woman, a wonder woman. That day has come. You are that unique woman, Diana. You will be the Wonder Woman. Welcome to Now Playing's Wonder Woman Retrospective Series. The two most exciting words in show business today, Wonder Woman! Hello Now Playing listeners, and welcome to a bonus Wonder Woman episode, not about the movies, but about the soundtrack. Last week, we reviewed Wonder Woman, the 1975 TV pilot starring Linda Carter, and we mentioned on that show that La La Land Records has come out with a three-disc soundtrack from that series. The music covering all three seasons, they started this off last year at San Diego Comic-Con. They had a vinyl picture disc that had the Wonder Woman theme from season one on one side, and then another version of the theme on the other. That record was then made available online, and now just in the past few weeks, they've brought out the soundtrack that has the themes from all three seasons, plus a lot of the incidental music from a number of composers. And thanks to La La Land Records, we're giving away six copies of that soundtrack box set. But for this podcast, I'm going to be talking with Neil S. Bulk, who's of La La Land Records, who produced the Wonder Woman soundtrack, and really getting into the geekiness that is music scores, especially when dealing with classic series like Wonder Woman and Star Trek. And then after the interview, I'll give you all the details on how to enter to win one of those copies of the Wonder Woman soundtrack. So let's welcome to the show, Neil. So welcome back to the show, Neil. For our listeners who aren't familiar and didn't hear when we talked about the Ferris Bueller CD, why don't you go ahead and tell them a bit about you and your work? I'm a freelance soundtrack album producer. I work with various labels, La La Land Records. I work with Entrada. I've done work for Ferris Saraband, Critterland, Film Score Monthly, which is no longer around. Uh, at least not putting out new releases anymore. And uh, basically, I, I work on soundtracks all day long. I also work uh, Twilight Time, which is a Blu-ray specialty label. And a lot of their, most of their discs have isolated scores on them. And I've prepared quite a few of those. So you can turn off the sound effects and dialogue from the movie and just listen to the music as it plays. So what are some of the more notable soundtracks you worked on for those labels? Oh, for La La Land, I produced Batman and Batman Returns, or co-produced them. I also did a 15-CD, co-produced a 15-CD box set of all the music from the original Star Trek television series. An impressive set. I have that one, by the way. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then last year, we also did a 50th anniversary set, and Mike Mattesino and I did a complete, I don't know, I guess you would call it a restoration of music from the animated series, which is technically lost, but we put it together anyway. <laughs> we, we kind of found it through various uh, music stems. For other labels, what have I done? Oh, I've worked on a lot of the Star Trek movie scores over the years. 
you know, I don't have my CDs in front of me right now, so I can't, <laughs> I can't think. And as a soundtrack album producer, especially when dealing with older situations like, you know, the Star Trek series from the 60s or the Wonder Woman set from the 70s we're talking about today, what does producing this album involve? Because all of the material is already recorded. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it involved in the case of something like Wonder Woman, it involved finding the material and then sorting it out and configuring it and getting it into a way that could be released on three CDs. That meant, in, in the case of Wonder Woman, you know, things changed over the course of the project because it was intended to be a disc per season. That made sense. Three discs, three seasons. Why not? Until you realize you can't find any music from season one. And you go, oh, well, that might change our plans a little bit. And that's what that's exactly what happened on this set. We couldn't find anything beyond the, the pilot movie from season one. Um, so that, I mean, it, it, so that just it was like, well, okay, that changed our plans. Let's deal with this. So w- when you find music, where is it that you're looking for it? Well, the, you're, you know, you're dealing with the studios. So in the case of Wonder Woman, I was working with the archivists there and going through their computers and figuring out, oh, we have that. We need that. Let's see what this is. Let's call that in, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, in the case of Wonder Woman, we couldn't even find the pilot right away. The only thing that could find that was labeled music at first was the mono film stem, which is really not an ideal source. What a film stem is, is it's the, the three components of audio separated. You have one track, which is just dialogue, one track, which is just sound effects, and one track, which is just music. It's the final music. It's edited for the show. It's also potted, which means the volume goes up and down to accommodate sound effects and dialogue. So, you know, somebody's talking, the music gets really soft, and, you know, then there's an action scene, music gets really loud, and there's, you know, it's, 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 not, the, it's not the original recording, it's, you know, it's a dub, obviously, and it's, it wasn't an ideal source. And I was like, well, gosh, this, this isn't really good. We need to find something better. And we looked and looked and looked, and finally I found nine reels of 35mm mag sessions for the pilot. And it was like, oh my gosh, this sounds terrific. And I think if people have heard the album you'll realize how good, you know, those first generation tapes are. They're terrific sounding. So, yeah, so searching typically means going to the, you know, the studios, going through their computers. They do the work. I don't actually, you know, work at their computer, but they'll send me spreadsheets of what they've found. And I'll go, oh, let, let's get this. Let's get this. That's junk. A lot of uh, stuff showed up in their sor- searches for the Kathy Lee Crosby Wonder Woman movie from 1974 wow the chance of a release of that that was some funky music <laughs> you know i don't know if there's <laughs> there's much demand for it it's there though but it was like you know again it was like oh no i don't need that you know that that kept that kept turning up over and over again it's like well there's so much of this i don't need this i need i need the linda carter wonder woman so we, we eventually found you know once i saw the list of what they had then I could just go through and start paring down, going, well, let's, you know, th- I like this score. This score should be on the album. This score, I don't know if there's enough interesting music here for a CD. So then it just sort of came down to what I thought would make an interesting album. Very nice. And you found then quite a bit of music from season two and season three as well? Absolutely. Yeah, th- those weren't a problem. We didn't find everything from season two, but there was enough. It, there was never a panic of, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this to, to fit on here? It was always just, uh... and in season three, I think they had everything. And my goal with this set was, I, you know, I'd love to get into the Wonder Woman business, you know, and, and put it all out. I don't know if that's actually feasible or not. So if this is the only Wonder Woman set we ever get to do, 
at least we can say every composer from the series is represented on this collection. And that was important to me. And so season three had the most composers. They're all on this set. So season three, it just came down to, okay, what's available, what, what's good, and make sure every composer's on there in some fashion. And so that's, that's how I came up with that. And season two was mostly Artie Kane. Uh, with I think there were three Robert Prince scores that year, and I, I made sure he was his season two. One of his season two scores was on there as well. So to back it up just a little bit, what was your familiarity with the Wonder Woman TV series before you were assigned this project? I grew up watching it. I wasn't, you know, I was a child. I was very young when I watched it in reruns. Um, obviously, like everybody else, I knew the theme. And I'd actually watched quite a bit of it on MeTV in the re in recent years prior to even being involved with this set. So I had some idea of the music. And in fact, I kept, you know, just some mental notes of, oh, this score, I, you know, I like this score. If this were to ever be a set, I should put that on here. And that did happen <laughs> with two of them. It was like, oh, there's stuff on here that I'd, lo I'd love to have. Let's put it on there. So... You know, I can't necessarily say I had it memorized like Twilight Zone or Star Trek or something like that, but I was certainly aware of the program and I was watching it quite a bit on MeTV. It was on, you know, it's, it's on Saturday nights. I was like, oh, I'll watch that. And then once I got involved with the set, I went ahead and bought them in high definition from Google and was watching them and familiarizing myself, you know, further. And, and, and so, you know, sort of paying attention more to the music just to see, you know, just to familiarize myself with that. And of course, I always thought what, uh, Linda Carter was terrific in the role. Oh, absolutely. Just so iconic in that role and presents herself so well to this day as that ambassador for the character. So there's three different opening themes. There's the season one, one with the World War II era, there's season two, and then season three gets a little bit more disco. What's your favorite of the opening themes? Well, there's actually, um, there's four or five <laughs> main themes. Season one had the the vocal, and then there was a double vocal version. Wonder Woman, how the world is ready for you, and the wonders you can do. Season two revised the vocal, but then in the middle of season two, they dropped the vocal and added a synth line. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. And then season three goes full out disco, again drops the lyrics, um, and goes for the Johnny Harris arrangements. Which is my favorite. I'm, I'm probably a purist, and I'll just say the season one theme, it was certainly the most fun to work on. The season one, you know, the, the one that's in the pilot that opens the disc, mm -hmm. that was really the most involved of the main titles. Um, all the other ones were basically three tracks of the band, the vocals and the, the you know, the uh, the chorus and the, the lead vocal. And the season one version also added a piano overlay. And so that was really fun to work with. You know, it, it, it had always been mixed to straight mono. You know, because that's that's how the that's how it was prepared. That's how it was aired on television, and I don't think they ever had any thoughts of this ever being on a on on an album. And so, when it came time to put this together, it was recorded 
it was intended to be mono. Even the three-track recordings that we had weren't really meant to be stereo. But we had it, and I was like, well, this could be something interesting. You know what? You know, instead of making it mono, why don't we spread it out a little bit? Um, I'd always intended that. I never thought that it should be mono, just because it, it just seemed more exciting this way. So when it came time to do the, the main title mix, which I was doing even before the CD set, I was doing it, we did a vinyl release of the season one and season three themes. That was just so much fun to, to put together with that with, with that separate piano overlay, which kind of goes, I, I, I sort of made it go from the right to the left, uh, which just sounded cool to me. And, and it was just big, and I was like, boy, this, this really nails it. The other ones were, were pretty straightforward. They never got as involved as that. But I, and, I, and I love the lyrics of the original. Yeah, and that was the Charles Fox and Norman Gimbel version? Mm-hmm, yeah. You mentioned the vinyl release. I definitely wanted to get into that. I remember at San Diego Comic-Con last year, you guys at La La Land had a vinyl release of Wonder Woman that was also briefly available online. Was this CD set planned already when you released that vinyl? Yeah, it's a funny story. I, and I, I, I can remember the day this happened. We knew we were doing Wonder Woman, and I was thinking, okay. And the plan with Wonder Woman was to have it done for December, for a December release, for what they call their Black Friday releases, you know, big end of the year thing. And I was getting ready to call La La Land and say, okay, let's... I, and I don't remember when this was. It was probably March or April of last year. And I was just about to call them and say, hey, let's start... We need to start playing tapes for this. We need to start, you know, getting things in order. But they called me. And they said, okay... Here's the Wonder Woman plans. I went, okay. They said, we want it out in October for Wonder Woman Day, and we're also doing a vinyl for Comic-Con. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just lost two months on the CD, and now we've just got, we've just, now we have to have something ready in three months. Which, you know, when you're making a, re making records is completely different from making CDs. CDs we can manufacture pretty quickly. Records have, you know, incredible wait times to get these things manufactured. There's so much demand for, for vinyl now, and there's only so many places that can manufacture it. So that was like, oh, okay. So suddenly I had to like get tapes, find stuff much, much quicker than I anticipated. But it worked out. The season one theme was easy to find. It was, I think, I think they, no, they didn't record that one separately. The season two themes, they recorded on a separate session. It was like, that was right in set, that was right there. But I knew I didn't want the season two theme. I wanted the season one and the season three because they were the most different. You know, so that's what happened. We've eventually found the tapes. I remixed it for the vinyl. I did the season one and season three mixes for vinyl. Water Tower Records liked the season three mix so much. They put it on their Music of DC Comics Volume 2 CD and record. So if people got that, they got my season three mix as well. Very nice. And the record, it's out of stock right now, but it will be back in stock soon and available on their website. It's a picture disc of the Wonder Woman themes, and what's, what's funny about it, and this was, this was not my idea, this was Matt Verboise's idea. He's one of the uh, owners of La La Land Records. It's a picture disc, and side one is a picture of Diana Prince. And the record spins. And once it spins, you turn it over, and she's turned into Wonder Woman. That's Wonder Woman's picture on side two, and we just thought... Well, we'll have Diana Prince spin and turn in, into Wonder Woman, just like on the television show. 
I thought that was really inspired. I was at yeah. Comic-Con last year, got the record, and just absolutely loved the photography on that vinyl. You know, vinyl <laughs> is, like you say, so in demand, but it's a mixture of audiophiles loving the sound, as well as collectors loving things like the presentation, the larger sleeves, the bigger artwork, and things like that picture disc. And this was mm -hmm. a seven-inch record, so it's heartening to know that people who missed out on it can get it again on the site later on. Yeah, it, it will be back. It will be, it, it, it will be back soon. You said they're putting the vinyl back out. At Comic-Con, it had said it was limited to a thousand pieces. Is it different that's coming back out, or did they just expand the edition size? No, um, I think these are the final, this is the final run of that initial thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of the three CD set, what was your favorite track outside of the title themes? Was there one <laughs> specifically that you really found yourself liking more than you'd expect? I've, I've said this on numerous occasions, there was absolutely no way I was going to be involved with a Wonder Woman soundtrack set and not include Skateboard Chase. <laughs> why, why Skateboard Chase? Because Skateboard Chase is awesome. When people think of late 70s Wonder Woman disco-tinged scores, that one just pops into my mind as just that is the moment where it all came together. It's exciting. It's evocative. Um, you mentioned being at Comic-Con last year. I didn't go to Comic-Con. I was actually at home working on Wonder Woman during <laughs> Comic-Con, and that was the Saturday of Comic-Con. I was sitting at home, and I turned on my computer, and I I had just gotten the files, I opened it up, and I just, I, I said to my wife, who was right here, I just looked at the waveforms and Pro Tools, and I just went, that's Skateboard Chase right there. <laughs> I, I, I could identify it by the waveforms, and I turned it on, and I went, yep, sure enough, that is Skateboard Chase. And so... That, that's the cue. The other things that I really enjoy beyond that though are the a lot of the rd kane sort of loungy 70s cues you know when she goes to la in knockout and there are these you know just sort of very relaxed you know cues and I, I they're specific to the 70s and i really enjoy those as well And you said this was uh, due for release in October, but it, it yes. took a while longer, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the best laid plans of mice and men. We were done. We were done. As I said, I lost those two months that I thought I was going to have to have it out for December. This was done in October. I had it all. It was all finished. Artwork, notes, booklet was all finished. And then just the usual things happen. You know, schedules change. I you know there, there were some there were some ideas of delaying it because of the new movie, it, it just just various things like you know just just things like that. So it just was like oh okay, and it, it it got a little maddening, but I'm glad it came out finally. And it seems to have come out at just the right time because Wonder Woman is obviously everywhere. The premiere of the movie was last night, um, so there's a lot of Wonder Woman activity going on. Wonder Woman Day is going to be on June 3rd, which is the day after the movie opens. So we're right in the thick of it, and I'm I'm happy with that. Did you reach out to any of the original composers on the album, or have you heard any feedback from them? Yeah, we we met up. You know, John Takis, who wrote the liner notes, interviewed both Charles Fox and Johnny Harris for the set. 
And we also had a signing with them recently, and they both seemed very happy with it. Sadly, most of the other composers are no longer with us. Artie Kane is, and in fact, we reached out to him to see if he had any material from season one, but he didn't have anything either. So we, we did search beyond, you know, the studio. So Neil, can you tell us any previews of albums you're working on now that people, film score fans, can keep an ear out for? At the moment, I really can't. Um, there is some good stuff coming. Um, I'm, I'm working on some of it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, you know, sometimes it's nice to, to keep things, you know, a surprise till the end. Um, we, we didn't do that on Wonder Woman. We announced the Wonder Woman CD set, you know, at Comic-Con when the vinyl was available. You know, we said, oh, coming soon, more music from Wonder Woman. Uh, but I, I can assure your listeners that there is really good stuff coming. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed at the moment, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> All right, well... Neil, thank you very much for your time, and thank you for your hard work on the album. As a fan of the old Wonder Woman series from my childhood, and a fan of TV and film scores in general, and a lot of the 70s stuff myself, it, I found it to be just a blast to listen to. Oh, well, thank you so much. It was it was a lot of work. I, I joke that you know most of my projects, like that Star Trek 15-disc set, we don't concern ourselves with editing anything, you know, cutting stuff out. <laughs> It's, you know, or, you know, figuring out what episodes include. <laughs> we just put it all out there. In the case of Wonder Woman, it was a different mindset of what can I put on here? How can I fill these discs up? And so it was a, it was a challenging experience, very rewarding experience, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. Thank you again, Neil. That has been a lot of fun for me to learn about just the background behind soundtracks in general when dealing with some of this hard to find older music from movies and TV series. And if you want to win this three CD Wonder Woman soundtrack set, just head to Now Playing Podcast's Facebook page. There's a link directly there from nowplayingpodcast.com. If you go to that page, there's a pinned post at the top of the page. And you have just a few days left. You have through June 13th, 2017. All you have to do is like the Now Playing page, like that pinned post, and then comment on that post and tag a friend who you consider to be your Wonder Woman. And then from all of those entries, we'll randomly select six people. We'll contact them by Facebook message. You have 48 hours to reply to that message and get us your shipping address. And if you don't reply within the 48 hours, another winner will be selected. Non-US winners may be responsible for shipping costs. But thanks to La La Land Records for giving us the time with Neil and for these copies of soundtracks for us to give away. We have no affiliation with La La Land Records. They're not a sponsor, but I've always loved what La La Land Records does. I've talked about them on the show for almost as long as we've been doing the show about the niche soundtracks that they put out for older movies and television series. I've been a customer of theirs for longer than I can imagine, and they like our show as much as we like their products, so they just are really cool and give us some products to give away, and so we have that, and don't forget we also have a survey going on where we're giving away 50 various La La Land Records CDs, soundtracks, and scores, so if you head to our Facebook page, you can also find a link to that survey where you can help us decide what movies to review in the future. And you have until July 31st to fill out that survey and be entered to win one of those 50 soundtracks. So thanks again to La La Land Records for really hooking us up with some giveaway items. 
thanks to Neil for the insight into the Wonder Woman score. And thanks to you all for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with our review of Bad Boys, which La La Land Records did do a extended score of back in the day. That's sadly out of print, and I was lucky I got it back when I did. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Thanks for listening. There's deep sadness in having you leave us, but there's also joy. The hope that your presence in the world of man will open closed eyes to the genuine value of women. That you'll never lose the sensitivity that is our real strength. You carry with you our love. Thank you for listening to this episode of Now Playing's Wonder Woman Retrospective Series. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You did a beautiful job, gentlemen. The bar is open. Why don't you have a drink? You deserve it. Be sure to go to NowPlayingPodcast.com to hear reviews of all the DC Comics movies, including Batman, The Dark Knight, Man of Steel, the entire Superman series, Catwoman, Watchmen, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and much more. What's your story, lady? Story? Well, I know a few myths, but... Oh, a joker, huh? You can also find reviews of other comic-based movies like The Avengers, Spider-Man, Hellboy, Men in Black, Kick-Ass, Howard the Duck, and Kingsman. Violence and mayhem. That's so gauche. For more movie review podcasts, visit the NowPlayingPodcast.com archives. There you'll find hundreds of film reviews, including Die Hard, the Jason Bourne series, the James Bond films, Machete, Blade Runner, and more. And come back each week for another new movie review. We'll be together again soon. Now Playing relies on listener support to keep operating. For our podcast's 10th anniversary, we have released over 150 donation podcasts through our Podbean page. Available there are series like The Matrix, the Quentin Tarantino films, Planet of the Apes, Jurassic Park, Aliens, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Links to our Podbean page are available from nowplayingpodcast.com. How much? Name your own price. 50. You're on. You can also join our Podbean crowdfunding campaign to help our show grow. Backers of $10 or more will receive exclusive bonus podcast reviews, including Hook and The Warriors. That seems fair. If this was a normal business transaction, Mr. Smith, it would be. You can also donate to us directly using PayPal. Details can be found by clicking the banner at the top of our website, nowplayingpodcast.com. Well, apparently I do need money to survive here. And lots of it. Do you know that a good steak dinner costs over a dollar these days? It's disgusting. Also at nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash book, you can order Now Playing's film review collection, Underrated Movies We Recommend. This book has 125 reviews about films you probably haven't seen, but you should. Some things in this world worth learning to like. Want to take part in the discussion? Join the Now Playing hosts at our forums, where you and other listeners can give your thoughts on this movie review. The links to our forums are at nowplayingpodcast.com. Shall I pick you up? I brought your trunk. That's very thoughtful, George, but I'd just as soon meet you there. Try not to be late. 
You can also follow Now Playing on Google+, Facebook, and Twitter. There, the hosts post new episode announcements, movie reviews, and contests where you can win movies and soundtracks. I sincerely wish we might have spent more time together. You can also help out Now Playing by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. A link to Now Playing's iTunes listing can be found at nowplayingpodcast.com. Are you kidding? You are the greatest! Now Playing's Wonder Woman series is produced by Arnie Carvalho. Genuine American hero. Now Playing's Wonder Woman series is edited by Arnie, David, and Heath. You realize the task you have chosen is the most difficult sacrifice any person can make. Now Playing's Wonder Woman series credit narration by Brock. I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. This podcast has not been prepared, approved, or licensed by any entity that created or produced the Wonder Woman films or TV series. Now Playing is an independent review podcast with no affiliation with any company involved in the publishing, creating, or distribution of these films or soundtracks. All audio clips and music used are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. You've had a very long and dry trip. The opinions expressed on Now Playing are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the opinion of Venganza Media Incorporated. But surely, some men can be trusted. Now Playing is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Wonder Woman, I love you.